listening to the Nerds Assemble podcast. So 291 of the Nerds Assemble podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Paul. And I'm Paul, a.k.a. Retroid. Yeah, so this week we are going to talk about, well, I suppose in a way it's what Paramount's been up to. Because I'm not sure if, 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 if anyone heard about the palaver, maybe you're not in Star Trek fandom, that's fine. But the palaver that Paramount managed to create for itself recently by um, deciding at the very last minute to pull Star Trek Discovery from Netflix in international territories where it was the platform it was on right before the fourth season, like days, days before the fourth season two, yeah, was meant to start days. airing. Yeah, two days. Um, after, notably, also a massive convention in, was it London? Uh, one of the main Star yeah. Trek ones. In fact, I think we actually talked about that convention early this year when we were talking about ticket prices for Star Trek conventions and like just how high it could go either way it was thousands we took a thousand I think some of the prices I saw could go up to six thousand um for a lot of meet and greet type shizzle thrown in and blimey Christ and things and and swag anyway (laughs) anyway um that was quite the uproar in various corners of online communities and places like Twitter uh amongst fans kind of going like what the fuck? I mean, basically, if you don't know, um, Star Trek Discovery is on Paramount Plus in the US and Canada, and set and a few other, was it some maybe like ten or so other territories um, have Paramount Plus outside outside of North America. And I, um, from what I saw, it's about one hundred and eighty. Was it 180 that, now? Yeah, that that were watching Discovery on Netflix. On Netflix, sorry. So I was talking about how widespread their preferred platform, which is their own, Paramount Plus, was based. Yeah, yeah. So 180 for it outside of that very small number. Um, Cool. So, yeah, so yeah, they decided that, oh, it was going to go on Paramount Plus for existing places that had it. Well, no. No, just just, for oh, just just for the use in Canada, ignoring the fact that the well, internet exists. Canada technically it was meant to be on Crave TV. Oh, Crave TV. Mm, okay, that's yeah. a place that has that kind of. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was basically not uh, still not available in uh, other territories where Paramount Plus had launched. Okay, even worse. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, it's, and it's, it wouldn't be okay till next it, year. It, it, yeah, it's it's okay because all the fans. Would just wait. It's not like spoilers easily come out across the internet and are disseminated amongst various communities at various ways at various times whenever new content launches. It's not like that happens at all. Oh, wait. That's entirely the contemporary fan experience. But there's a twist. Oh, yes, there's a twist. Um... I feel like we, we need somebody who can do the twist dude's voice from Robot Chicken. What a twist! That yeah. One. yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, 
So the, the twist being that um, so, yeah, so it's going to end up launching in Paramount Plus places that have it already uh, near the start of next year. It was, um, and then and then they were like, and then for everybody else, oh, we're slowly rolling out Paramount Plus. So it'll be whenever the fuck we get around to it. After a lot of outcry, I'm realizing, and I'm assuming somebody on an executive team somewhere within the business realized. Hang on, isn't internet piracy still a thing? I mean, to be fair though, they only made the announcement that of this change um, after, after, one episode. after one episode. So presumably they kind of looked at the figures going, hold on a minute, how are these other people kind of all around the world kind of uh, watching watching our show? We haven't even launched it to how, them yet. How much money are we um, losing? The answer was probably quite a bit. Um, and and so a week after that, you know, near enough a week after that, they were like, "Oh, maybe we should uh, launch it in Paramount on um, Paramount Plus on other, you know, territories that already have Paramount Plus." And then everywhere else, kind of leave them fighting for themselves for a mixture of maybe some local series, uh, you know, internet provided sort of provided platforms, like uh, was it uh, Pluto over here? It is Pluto uh, to yep. here. Uh, I'm not sure what the case is for other countries that don't have Paramount Plus, but then also selling episodes either as a pre-bought bundle or on an episode-by-episode basis on services like Amazon, uh, Play Store for Google, um, and I think Apple TVs or, 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 or mm. Apple iTunes or whatever. I don't do Apple except for podcasting, sorting out stuff. So, like, whatever, however you buy your stuff through an Apple channel, I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Um, you guys have been getting this um, if you're on an Apple. I'm, I'm sure there's an app for that. <laughs> but uh, obviously, when it came to Pluto TV, because, you know, oh, yes. that, that's what they're kind of pushing. It's like, In oh, if you want to watch it, you know, um, on, uh, on Pluto, uh, Pluto TV, it's free. Oy! Um Yeah, it's not an on demand service. You have to kind of watch it uh, like on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night at like 9 p.m. Yeah. Well, actually, I think they're probably going to yeah. stick into one night. It's just that they decided to make sure they showed the first three episodes. Two. Was it first two episodes or whatever at a set time mm. just to catch up? But it'll still be a cassette time going forward. It's you know still. Yeah, it, and it's just like right. So um, there's no facility to kind of record it. There's no on-demand service. So if you're not sat in front of your device um, at that exact time, you're gonna miss it anyway. So it's worse than actually having a TV yeah. with a broadcast signal over air and a VHS mm-hmm. with a tape that you can put in the machine, tune to the right channel and hit record. It's like actually worse than that. Because at least yeah. you could do that in the fucking 90s, guys! Oh my god! In the 80s! I mean, it, this is going back to like 1983 and maybe only a really rich posh mate would you know, parents would have a VCR. If you're feeling really, really weird, you could also, it could have been a Betamax, let's face it. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Or a Video 2000. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fact of the matter is, is that it feels like this has been done with such minimal effort. Like, this is, like, the least that they could do to try and solve the piracy problem. And it still doesn't really do it. No. It... But, now, but now they get to turn around and say, oh, well, you, you know, you don't need to pirate it now. You can watch it legitimately. 
So anybody that does pirate it is doing it for nefarious reasons. Is yeah, but hand, hands up, and and this works with it just being audio. <laughs> hands up, who watches TV when it's you know, actually shown on a, a channel and not on catch up or on demand or you know, something like the BBL. Literally, literally, the, literally the, what you go. Literally, the only time we do is basically when we're around Emily's parents and we end up watching Doctor Who. And Country Fire. Oh. Mind you, um, all F1 roundups on Channel 4, which is fun. But yeah, basically, they, they have the TV on and we're basically just stuck. Oh, yeah, tell them, like, we do yeah. watch. The only TV we tend to watch live really is uh, new stuff. So like yeah. we might have like so it's either BBC like BBC breakfast for a bit in the morning, um, maybe the six o'clock news and like spotlights from Cornwall and so spotlights. Yeah, but it's it's, it's or, like or, or Channel Four news. If if we happen to be not having tea around those times, then yeah, we're not watching no. it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just more convenient to have it like on demand. Like oh, you know, I've got a spare, you know. <laughs> Uh, an hour or so, whatnot. Uh, let's watch the latest episode of such and such. I mean, to be fair, even back when, yeah. before all of this existed, mm. I I didn't grow up at a time where I wasn't really able to record the TV that I wanted to watch. You've always had a way to be like, God, oh, lap of luxury. I know. Um, before, I mean, but, but keep in mind, my parents didn't let me watch TV much beyond Saturday morning cartoons. Mm. Um, until the point that actually having a VHS in the house became a thing anyway. So, and then I wasn't really interested in recording stuff until um, around the time that I actually did get my own TV and my own VHS in my own room. And then the main things that I was recording was a mix between, I think, things like maybe like Buffy, maybe Angel, certainly for sure, Six Feet Under and X-Files. And then we got a DVD player. Well, then you got a DVD player because I didn't have one yeah. for quite a while. Um, Honestly, noobs. Um, and then sort of like record. And then like at some point in when we Paul and I moved in together, we ended up with a recordable DVD player. Yes. Uh, um, and then there was also the fact that there was a point where uh, for a while like we had a, uh, a, a Digibox for the TV for Freeview. Mm. That could record, mm. but that thing uh, we got rid of that uh, this year because it <laughs> it gave up the ghost ages ago. Yeah, um, and basically just was not functioning well, anymore. If I remember rightly, what was happening was that we were kind of setting it to record, and then it would either just forget about recording, or the signal would be so garbled and you know garbage yeah. that it'd be literally unwatchable. Yeah, and then it's like, so what's the point in it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then most of the stuff then is still available on the catch-up services by the various UK broadcasters. Yeah. Um, I I um, got a VCR as a sort of a hand-me-down in the late 80s. Mm. So I had it set up in uh, in my bedroom. And what what I did was I ended up getting all the machines in the, in the house together in the living room and then using them to manually retune so none of them clashed. So basically, I could watch uh, Sky, that was um, downstairs, mm. which we got in 91, um, and it was entirely analogue at that time. It was maybe about 13, 14 channels. Um, and so I could watch Sky from upstairs because it, it was tuned into an RF channel, and then you know that went upstairs and it went um, to my mum's room, and then it, it came through to mine. So you know we could... Um, you know, 
basically it had to be if you wanted something that was on a different Sky Channel, had to go downstairs and change the channel. <laughs> but I, you know, as as a result, I could record stuff like Highlander the series upstairs, yeah. and you know, episodes of, new episodes of The Simpsons when it was good. I still remember. <laughs> so my I, my granddad had, I think, like you, yeah, um, Analog Sky. Uh, mm. Early in night, so I don't remember it that well. But he also did, obviously, then upgrade to the digital version of it. And I remember that it being such a because you couldn't even do it for ages. You couldn't even, either you had to have, I think, was it multiple satellites or some bullshit, but basically, you could only yeah. watch the same channel for the entire mm. house. And I was like, well, this is yeah. worse than just regular freaking TV, you know, that was still being broadcast non digitally. And then, obviously, even worse than actually Freevee, because Freevee still came out to a point when Sky still didn't have a way for you to differentiate what different TVs were watching. I mean, we didn't have Sky. Um, but I do remember a brief period uh, where my aunt did. Mm. Um, and sometimes when we went over um, and, you know, there'd be kind of obviously kind of lots of channels. And, yeah. you know, um, but that was kind of done through a cable rather than like a satellite, which was obviously kind of, I was living in Birmingham at the time. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, the, the... And I, I I kind of remember like you know th- throughout like my young years basically really really wanting cable like you know uh, aunt uh, yeah. my aunt does um, and uh, basically when they started digging up the road to lay cable is that when you kind for... of moved down here yes um, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so for those who don't know as far as I recall the um, cable line uh, that was certainly owned by Virgin um, that ends. I don't think it reaches beyond St. Austell. Uh, it, it doesn't go very I'm surprised far. it goes to St. Austell. I think it was St. Austell. It could, they might not have bothered to replace it with newer stuff, though. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so Cornwall does not have cable. I mean, actually, the majority of the country doesn't have cable, which is part of the issue with mm. various things to do, like internet coverage and trying to get people to, onto broadband. Um, but... the, the, the weird thing for me is that Carlisle got cable. And then um, across moved up to Dundee, and Dundee's had cable for years. Apparently, it's just it's incredibly standard here. You know, the, wow. the place we moved into, it, it already had a, a Virgin Internet and you know cable connection. What the hell? So it it just needed to be switched on on a certain day, and you go, bing, there we go. Wow, well, that, that, that I'm envious. Just, yeah. Um, but anyway, taking this back to basically, what were we talking about? <laughs> Paramount making very dubious business decisions in regards to reducing acts of piracy on its content, specifically Star Trek Discovery. Because let's face it, um, that re- regards to the steps they've taken, it, it's still being pirated massively more than what it probably would have been if it had just remained on Netflix for other territories. It, um, this is the thing. It, it's just, you know, with as soon as they got the rights to these, you know, the Star Trek series, and especially Discovery, it would be, you know, it will sit down on the day, you know, Discovery is on and we'll watch the episode at a time of our choosing, but we'd, we'd watch it via our subscription to Netflix. There was no reason to do it any other way because Netflix was, you know, when I've been traveling on a bus or a coach between, you know, Carlisle and Dundee, I have downloaded Discovery episodes and watched them, you know, on my phone. Again, legally through Netflix. And now, yeah, it's just, oh, I can't do that 
anymore. I, the, the crazy thing is that this is just a, obviously. I mean, I think we've talked about it before, though. The the, the the symptom of basically the sort of content producers deciding to claw back distribution, leaving actually too much choice in a way because you then have to subscribe to even more platforms, and the actual overall cost being worse than actually what the equivalent of a cable or satellite package. Yeah. Was. I mean, that's the thing. In a way, Netflix is a victim of its own success because it created a business model where, you know, people can get loads of stuff, for, you know, kind of one off subscription. And, you know, it was like doing really, really well and kind of built itself up to be like this major powerhouse. Now everybody's going, oh, well, Netflix is doing pretty well. Um, maybe we should um, call all our, all our stuff back and you know this happened with like Disney mm. uh, you know in the Marvel films uh, that was taken off Netflix and then kind of all of a sudden oh, yeah. Disney Plus blah, blah, well, it's blah. not just that they took because obviously Disney used to be with Sky over here as well mm. um, I, I think part of the issue though is that at some point because they're just they're splitting things up even more than what we had with cable satellite providers mm. and having just a few streaming platforms. Okay, Netflix was kind of monopolizing at the beginning, but Amazon Prime was starting to offer a bit of competition. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the issue is that not all studios have very good back catalogs. In mm. fact, the quality of the back catalogs is mediated to kind of shit. Um, the only thing Paramount mm-hmm. really has going for it is Star Trek. Yeah, like its film back catalog isn't even that fab. It's so so. Um, yeah, it's 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 not awful, but it's yeah. And 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 their other TV series are like, eh, you know, like I I can't <laughs> I can't remember the last time I watched in the UK something that was more kind of CBS side of things it wasn't Star Trek um, I think there might be the old crime show in there but actually I think I've probably seen more stuff that's been well obviously Fox doesn't exist anymore but Fox NBC um, ABC and this is obviously on the American side of things um, mm. not CB- I mean there was obviously like that brief time where CBS and like the CW and Warner had like a thing going on and that's kind of but that's really been, I mean, the whole thing with like CW is that you can clearly see like the influence from Warner way more on that anyway, um, with their show offerings and stuff. It's just like, well, it's what what gets me is I was thinking it's analogous to um, Valve being such a success with Steam. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, you've got a few developers, you know, a few big publishers. Yeah, with Origin. Um, yeah, yeah, EA, Ubisoft, not, you know, um, Epic. Epic, Rockstar. You know, that really pissed me off when, like, the first two Mass Effect games were available on Steam, and then the third one came out, and it was exclusive to Origin. And I was like, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. Like, especially if you've kind of bought the digital deluxe versions of the first yeah. two games, and then you're pretty much locked out. Unless you, yeah. you know, basically switch platforms. It's it, I mean, that is really annoying, and it, yeah, I've got you know like Dead Space split between um, platforms. I've got Mass Effect split between platforms. It's it's just it's vexing. But at least on PC, you are buying the individual titles, and you, you know, yeah, you've got to have you know the different stores installed. Yeah, 
but it's not like a subscription that they're expecting you to pay. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Which is just, you know, I, you know, we enjoy, we get our money's worth out of Netflix. Um, because of the way that Paramount, uh, well, uh, Amazon Prime works with it offering, you know, various different things, yeah. including like, you know, a Twitch thing and also the, um, you know, the up to same day yeah. delivery for things if you order, you know, stuff on Amazon Prime. Um, to get them physically delivered, which is handy sometimes. Um, so there's enough there to kind of justify it, but then yeah. when you start adding on, you know, Disney Plus, it's like no, there's not enough, you know, for me to justify Disney Plus, and there's certainly not enough unless it's you know something mad like you know less than a fiver a month. Mm. Even then, I will be spitting blood while I you know hand over my cash just to get access to you know new Star Trek series. Well, I mean, this is why I didn't go with um, Shudder after checking it out the other year, because mm. like you had to, it's a frustra- it was frustrating that I had to obviously like do a trial to go and see what the back catalogue was. And okay, maybe it's improved. Like I've seen more ads for exclusives and stuff, but their back catalogue was such that I like scrolled enough, and we had something like I think maybe two hundred things in the UK, whereas in US and Canada it was triple quadruple that number of titles and mm-hmm. it was like well why would i spend five quid a month or something or whatever on this like it's no point um and, and that's the thing like we're getting so now we've got do you know what did you know what's up this is very similar to in my line of work go on you worked in marketing is that okay so there's a thing in marketing where you have uh, your, your martech stack uh, sometimes you try to consolidate it to all the tech that you use to do marketing and sales into like one thing, like you have mm. one platform that tries to do everything from being your uh, customer relationship management system to being your newsletter thing to being your website thing to being a bunch of other stuff. One thing. But quite often that one thing still doesn't do something and you'll end up either trying to fiddle with it do custom share it with like api and blah 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 or if you want to get what you really want you either custom build it which is a very extreme option and expensive even if you have work for a software company um or or you go and subscribe to a whole bunch of other marketing software mm. platforms in order to get the precise thing that you want that ends up quite often quite expensive and also like a real freaking headache to get everything to talk to each yeah. other and 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 imagine and, and, and that has already become a problem in marketing and in fact was certainly a problem before all of the various subscription services started being proliferated by uh, the content owners so <laughs> what happens in business day to day has now come to be reflected in our entertainment and you know what it's no way to run part of your it and it's certainly no way to run part of your entertainment enjoyment when you're trying to keep your bills at a sensible level and find everything in one place one week a thing could be on one service and two weeks down the line or something it's jumped ship and suddenly it's on a different service that you're subscribed to but you were part way through watching on the oh my god this is happening a couple of times and then actually there's a lot of shows where stuff's crossed over so something like uh older stuff 
will be available on multiple platforms still. I've seen yeah. Parks and Rec. I'm pretty damn sure I've seen it on the same time on Amazon Prime as I've seen it on Netflix. Yeah. That's just... And, and it's happened with others. Like, there's been stuff on Disney+, Plus, but actually it's been elsewhere as well. If it hasn't been, like... You know, and I'm not sure if that's because stuff hasn't run out yet from the Fox side of things and rights issues or what, or they've bought in other stuff, because I swear they've got some stuff that isn't just from Fox. I mean, obviously, Walking Dead isn't even originally Fox. They just happen no. to have taken hold of that from the UK. I mean, it's actually originally MC. Um, yeah. But it's just crazy. It's just like, and actually, I, I, you know, I'm dissing, I've dissed Paramount's back catalogue that it's shockingly bad, mm. that it's not good. Disney's isn't that great either if you fucking hate kids' movies with loads of fucking singing in it, which I do, because their <laughs> idea of musicals is shit. And the actual sort of storytelling techniques, I'm sorry, everybody, it's crap narrative structure. I mean, there's, there's this thing um, where it's like... Uh, I, think, I think it's been parodied before where... When you're a kid, you absolutely kind of hate all the singing in the Disney films. But when you're an adult, you you absolutely love it. And it's like, uh, I don't feel like I've grown out of that hating phase. No, I still hate <laughs> I, it. I, I mean, stick on the Disney more. movie yeah. and it's just like, uh, like, not the, the singing. Like, Pixar's fine, cause except for Coco, there's no singing. It's fine. Wait, because Pixar were, were much better. In, in, yeah. in my opinion, Pixar definitely saved Disney because Disney were in a rut. Yeah, um, but at the same time, like Disney's own stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't grow up with like Dis- Dis- the Disney yeah, Channel, yeah. so I got no. no nostalgia value in wanting to write what or not write, but watch kids stuff from mm. the nineties. Oh, but one point out, they also don't have like the full back catalogue of the American stuff when it comes to stuff like uh, Disney Channel. Um, so I'm not interested in that. So oh, so then it leaves. I don't want the musical animated films which is like most of the animated films mm. at the same time i don't actually really want to watch most of their kids films because i do think they are bad like they're, yeah. they're... I, are well, you dissing herbie morals? i haven't got yeah, did... to the live action yet Shh. <laughs> um so yeah so that I, I, i'm trying to think with ones without singing mm. that i like that, that uh, animated. disney rather than pixar was Brave Disney or Pixar? Oh, Pixar. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph was Disney, though. Yes, I think so. That was okay. I haven't seen the second one. Um, uh, to me, it just kind of did its thing, really, with the first one. But yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind watching it at some point, just, you know. Yeah, but it's not like, a, like on the rush. So they've just taken on, but most of their TV series they've taken on, like, loads of random-ass stuff that's, like, happened between Fox and ABC. I think it's ABC mostly, though. Uh, yeah, because yeah. ABC is connected with Disney. Um, like, oh, what was that? Was it, was it Perception? That random-ass crime show. Oh. Which I, I watch more of it than you. But I, um, I don't think I've watched any of it, to be fair. But it's got, like, what's oh, his that, face that, that, from... Oh, that guy from Will and Grace and uh, Travellers. Yeah. In it I as the main character, name exactly, and it's just so what? Like I'd rather watch Elementary, basically. Um, I'd rather watch Criminal Minds at that point. Um, anyway, like there's there's just this back. It's like oh, you've got X Files, Buffy and Angel. Yes, cool. 
if we ignore the last two official seasons of X-Files, they have the whole of two, you know, three TV shows that have been mm. ended for years. Oh, they've got Orchid, but obviously that's for pure coincidence because of the rights deals over here. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on there. Um, it's like... Right, so, I'm dis- so I don't want any of the kids' stuff. Okay, they've got a whole load of Fox films, but they don't even have all the good ones, necessarily, uh, in terms of the live-action and not necessarily for family audiences. Um, and then the live-action... Okay, yeah, they've got the original Herbie, but the Herbie was looking a bit weird. Like, I saw that they had the ori- <laughs> original Herbie, but I remember th- at least three of the original live-action films. They're missing at least one. If not both of the sequels, I yeah, I I was never a fan of the you know the Disney live action ones. Yeah, I think it's just, I, it, I wasn't a huge fan of the, you know the Disney cartoons, but it was basically yeah, yeah stick to the animation. Yeah, so, the, the, the live action. I mean, what you've got some Freaky Fridayness, you've got Parent Trap, you've got uh, and all the remakes of both. You've got, um, I think there's the remake of Herbie's also on there. Um, Shaggy DA um, is on there, um, and it's remake. Uh, it's just like, like Disney's live action films tend, except for parts of the Caribbean series, tend towards a certain saccharine bullshit. Um, that's just like, and like Fox with its live action family films. That's they're the ones that did you know the you know the remake of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. They're they're the ones that did fucking Home Alone. It's not Disney. You know they they they're they're currently buying time of actually having bought Fox's back catalogue and chunneling a whole load of it into the goddamn vault that we all know they have. For not having stuff okay. currently on disc or digitally. Now, have have I presume both of you two have seen the Home Alones? Well, when you say two. the Home Alones, you mean the the two the, the two first, that count the, the two that count, right? I I have never seen one. They they were aside from the. Okay, so the film, the live-action films of my childhood that weren't Disney, at least I'm pretty sure they weren't Disney. God, let me check. Beethoven wasn't Disney. I'm, I'm pretty sure Beethoven was Disney. <laughs> oh God, no! Okay, yeah. uh, Harry and Henson's. Ooh, um, that was ABC, which means it's Disney now. Film 1992. Oh God. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was ABC. Anyway, yeah. Let's see. He like he made not, it. Not helped by not actually having the networks over here. So it was just whoever showed it. Beethoven film was produced by who was it produced by? Who was it fucking produced by? Fuckers. Quick facts. Quick facts. Production Northern Lights Entertainment Universal. Universal. Ah. Ha ha. <laughs> so more Victory. Films, I, I like more films with the likes of Universal as a child. Um, so my childhood was like Beethoven, Harry and the Hendersons, uh, Short Circuit, uh, Flight of the Navigator. Short Circuit, which is incredibly racist if you go back to it now. Yes. Um, for, for anyone who doesn't know, the, um, the Indian scientist 
He's, he's a white not. guy in brown face. Yeah. Wait, he's a white guy? He's a white guy. You can't tell it necessarily the original kind of white stuff if you're a little kid. All I remember is that, uh, was it Ali Sheedy and, uh, oh, Steve Gunberg were uh, in that. Yeah, I'm just double-checking. You guys are now double-checking. How much was my childhood Disney Universal for the Harry and the Hendersons? Hey. Um, <laughs> every every non-Disney film that I liked is a win. Jumanji. Freaking, um... Oh. I mean, God's sake, I'll enjoy it. Mm. You know. Um... But but basically, what you what you're trying to get at is that for us at least, for us, uh, basically the Disney Plus subscription is pretty much just a Marvel subscription with a bit of Walking Dead, but it's yes. in hiatus again at the moment. So yeah, like, even that's only going to last half a season left. Yeah, and then and then that's gone. It's like I mean, oh, you, so you buy, you you buy the box set. You, you can't even turn around and say that. Oh, what what about the extended universe? What about Fear the Walking Dead? Because that's on fucking. You know, yeah, and then that's not, and then that's behind because yeah. technically that's with the, the weird ass deal that was a BT have got for AMC mm. over here, except for Walking Dead. Which I never. What the hell? I mean, the only reason people got, I assume, BT's various TV is just for sports. Why haven't? It's just for sports. Stop holding entertainment stuff to yourself because the people that want to watch the entertainment stuff want nothing to do with your fucking football. Yeah. Certainly, if when it's stuff like Fear the Bloody Walking Dead, I think that the Venn diagram for football fans and Fear the Walking Dead is actually probably one of the slimmer Venn diagrams you can find out there. It's like when I was shopping around for a different internet provider uh, for my mum because she cancelled Virgin. Uh, much like same reason cancelled Sky, there was you know only the very occasional thing, yeah, you know that she was bothering with, um, and. You know, uh, BT somehow got wind, and they, you know, contacted us over it. So you know, returned the call, and you know, blah blah blah. And yeah, it, the conversation was, "I don't want the sport." Ah, but it's free. It's yeah, but your subscription prices still went up as soon as you got the sport rights. Therefore, it's not free. Yeah. So, oh, but you don't pay for them. And it's like, yes, you do, because you, your, you know, your quarterly is yeah. you know more than it used to be <laughs> yeah. and so, oh but you know you just don't have to watch it's it i don't have to pay for them either because i'm not going with bt <laughs> but yeah i i think to the point where the lack of centralization is a real issue at the moment um and it's like i get you don't want monopolies blah 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 this well at the same time no one single, unless of course you're somebody who just only watches Disney stuff. Um, if you are, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> like, no one person consumes media from one content producer. Anyway, all I want to say is I am a Netflix fanboy and I'm never going to watch anything which isn't on Netflix. <laughs> Please subscribe to Netflix. <laughs> oh wait, have we have we got the promo code yet? No, we do not have a promo code. No, I wonder no. when was the last time Netflix, even as a marketing tactic, had promo codes to like give away to anyone to like get more subscribers. Oh, what was it? Disney Plus didn't have great 
figures during the last um, quarterly call for Disney. Like the numbers weren't weren't where they were expecting them to be. Acquisitions slowing down and all that kind of thing, and like number of people sticking about. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I I think I know people that had uh, kind of subscribed to Disney Plus on the on the free kind of you know thirty day um, kind of thing, um, and basically binge watched the series that they really really wanted to see, and then cancelled it straight away. Yeah, that that that's what annoys me about the you know I know exactly why they're doing the weekly releases, which is you know because you can't do that. Or it makes it much more difficult. If you're wanting to watch the first episode of something when everyone else is watching it, then you're a bit screwed. And the thing is, yeah, I've, I've, I've never been one who has to be there on opening night for something. But when it, it's it's something I've had access to, like, you know, the Star Treks, mm. I don't want to get spoiled. Because nerds will talk about these things. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's what we do. I mean, to be honest, with with the whole Star Trek Discovery thing, uh, the American uh, fan base, um, well, at least the, the the Facebook groups that I was part of, yeah. um, they, they kind of did something sweet, which was basically turn around and say, right, well, we're not going to, um, you know, basically say any spoilers until the international markets have, uh, you know, basically uh, been able to watch it. Which is really sweet. It's really naive that they think that, you know, that would actually work because, mm. quite frankly, all it takes is for one person to, you know, sort of like say something and it's spoiled. So, I can't believe Sabri died, kind of thing. And everyone goes, yeah. what? Well, the fact of the matter is that websites like uh, What Culture probably would have still been finding yeah. means to watch stuff and make Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, you kind of see the you know ups and downs of, like, uh, the first episode of Prodigy, and it's like, I didn't even, you know... We don't like, actually have access to it definitely not here. available in the UK, and there wasn't a, uh, you know, fuss kicked up about that, um, but you've apparently um, got it somehow. I mean, as, as an example of the kind of bullshit, which is, you know, the sort of thing that you want to avoid, going back to, um, you know, The Mandalorian. Yes. Being, and I had Mandalorian, as a word, muted on Twitter. I hadn't talked about it. It got to the final episode, I opened up my phone, had to look at my Google feed, and it was the story about Luke's uh, you know, last minute surprise entrance at the you know the you know the final episode of season you know blah. And it's just Well, fuck you very much, Google. Thanks very much. I mean I remember it's 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 a bit like um uh, Game of Thrones as well. That was kind of constantly like threatening to be spoiled and whatnot. And now I, it's I, kind I, of worse. What one of my favourite interactions on the Twitters was with uh, that because um, I think it was on at the time, and you know I was late to bed, so you know people had started talking about it, and you know someone I you know I followed and you know I got on with was just openly talking about stuff that was being spot you know and spoiling it, mm. and I just said um, you know just a. You know, just a heads up that not everyone has access to you at the same time. I mean, well, I, I thought it was on the same time um, all around the world. And it's a, yeah, but it's nearly three o'clock in the mm. morning here. Yeah. 
I, you know, I like the series, or you know, at least I did until the final season. Uh, but it, I'm not staying up until X AM just to watch it. Well, I'll catch up with it, you know, at a time of my choosing yeah. the next day. But it's just I, I can't speak to what might have happened a few time zones during uh, uh, my the height of my supernatural fandom and the times of day involved on a early Friday morning. Um, I mean, to be fair, that was before like the final season and 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 stuff and, and the shit it's just, show and the shit show and it's just like yeah because i remember we used to get up at what was it three o'clock in the morning no like? it was earlier than that so we'd either go depending on what was going on we'd either go sleep for a bit and get up again or stay up <laughs> and watch it at either one or two in the morning mm. But I, I I thought you were you were quite just sort of um, laissez-faire with you know, Supernatural. Uh-huh. You weren't that bothered about the episodes. Oh, to be fair, the until the final two. two. And also, there was a there was a certain point, and uh, for, for reasons that I I can't go into, but basically, like spoilers were a, a genuine issue, mm. and I had to take measures to if, if we weren't watching it live. We were half legitimately watching it the following morning. Mm. Yeah. Um, basically. But basically, I, th- I think you know the the number one takeaway here is that we nerds worry about spoilers. We don't want things spoiled, and if you know, we will find a way. That's basically it. We will find a way to watch this thing. Yeah. And. That seemed to have bypassed Paramount. Just, just and I was, yeah, I was genuinely perplexed at. Um, I I kind of accidentally managed to ratio one at least one of the you know the fan accounts who announced that uh, you know they were uh, dropping it from Netflix because I you know posted that um, you know, Mo throwing Barney out the pub. Oh yeah, yeah. With the piracy, uh, yeah, yeah. Because you know, Barney with the U torrent logo, and you know, Netflix throwing him out and standing there at the door, happy, and then being joined by Disney Plus and Paramount Plus, and then Barney reappearing behind them all, and you know, back in the bar. Because it's it's just you you take something away from you know the fans, especially a bunch of nerds, a bunch of tech nerds, a bunch of tech nerds on the internet. It's yeah. not going to stop us watching it. So I would, lo- yeah, as you alluded to earlier, I would love to know what the numbers were. Because it seemed to be, you know, they were, oh, this is the way it's going to happen. And then the first episode airs, and then a few days after that, oh, we've done a last-minute deal, we heard you, um, you can watch it legally on Pluto. Please watch it there. By the way, it's not on demand, we still fucked you over. <laughs> But, I mean, the thing is, though, is that you know the 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 stars themselves, uh, you know, who were kind of, obviously the convention. yeah, that were kind of bigging up the release of season four and whatnot. They weren't told uh, beforehand, uh, and so basically, when this announcement happened, um, supposedly, you know, they got um, you know, kind of loads of abuse and whatnot. I I didn't see that personally, but you know, there were plenty I, of, kind I, of I didn't see that it, were like. But... There were plenty of posts that were like, just don't blame the actors. This is clearly on you know, like Paramount e- and CBS. E- yeah. Either they don't have any PR people, they didn't talk to any PR people before mm. this move, or their PR people 
haven't observed the virital that has uh, increased online towards actors and brands and stuff uh, since social media became a thing. Because, uh, yeah, if, if uh, you know, like, if you're going to do a dumb idea, like, that, it's like, like that, it's mm. like a PR person be like, um, might want to might want to rethink this mm. might, you, you, you might want to couch it differently or is there any way actually let's talk about it do you think there's do, do you think they would rather you know like do you think it's better if like for for everything you know like we um you know improve when this shit's going to be available um a marketing probably be like yeah oh god sales would be like oh god we're gonna lose sales i feel like nobody talks to sales marketing or pr at paramount I, or if I, they have agencies, their agencies are very good. Would you say, you know, the impression I got was that they were trying to squeeze Netflix until the very last moment? Quite possibly. Well, I mean, because I, I, um, before this episode, I went on Wikipedia and kind of, you know, uh, tried to uh, kind of find out about the, um, you know, the, the whole fiasco behind this. And... F- I read on there, but it wasn't like linked to an external source. So I'm so not entirely unconfirmed. sure. Unconfirmed that basically uh, CBS rebought the rights for um, Discovery from Netflix. Mm. So technically, it's in completely in their ballpark. They're the ones that decided to go. Okay, well, you know, we're we're going to have to buy these rights back, and we basically um, yoink. Yeah, it's just kind of dumb doing that without even having your own platform yeah. sorted out elsewhere yeah. at the same time so yeah it's it's it just it, it seemed to be we only care about you know we're, we're going to release it in a few more markets therefore it'll be fine and we'll, we need this as a you know a tent pole and for some reason you know we're not willing to do this deal with netflix to say that you know you can have it or you know we can share this season i th- i think um, that basically, from their perspective, what they must have thought, because that, this is the only way that I can, you know, yeah. think that they'd, is basically yeah. that Discovery is pretty much at the moment the core of New Trek. So followed by Picard, yeah. followed by Picard, and followed you know, by Lodex, yeah, you've by you've Prodigy. got you've obviously got you know kind of uh, those going on, but and that is the, the, the that, is, that is where the audience world. already yeah. is for new Star Trek, and so they probably wanted to go, okay, well, we'll use season four to um, advertise and and to push our new service. Uh, oh, yeah. Without thinking, hold on, that's going to be a massive fucking gap. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of um, whenever you you know you're watching something like uh, well, or you know listening to an American podcast or um, you know some kind of American stream, and they say you know we've got a competition for all our viewers in North America. Fuck everyone else outside the you know the, those borders, and it that just seems to be you know the approach. It's you know we you know we've got these things. Uh, where you know everyone will just have to wait, and it's it's kind of I don't know maybe Netflix is you know with it being in so many markets has made it a bit too easy, so they just think oh all they have to do is remove it from Netflix and it'll be fine. Everyone will flock to theirs. To, to be honest, I mean, the American media companies have always been like looking at uh, America as the prime core 
market that they're really focused on and international as like this kind of other thing that they don't really need to care about because they'll just reap money from it anyway. Yeah. And it's it's been frustrating for the rest of the world that this has happened because, you know, America's culture is literally everywhere. Mm. Um, it, it, it's kind of, there are a lot of things that I, you know, I can recall coming out at different times. You know, staggering it, you know, staggering it all worldwide. Mm. So, you know, sometimes to a ridiculous degree, you know, like yeah. months, if not a year or so, when it comes to film releases, DVD releases, mm. uh, games or console sure, releases, sure. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it, It's almost like they basically showed everything that they wanted to show in the US, got the money there, and then <laughs> went... You know what? We can sell this to other, you know, kind of uh, I mean, countries, uh, distributors, and whatnot, for them to do as they want with it. I think the interesting thing is yeah. that Buffy, like for instance, was my first experience mm. of that, and it was close to the US. They were only a little bit behind. If you watched it on Sky, mm. if it was BBC, you were screwed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, BBC, that, that was that like, was kind of with Star Trek as well. Yeah. That was kind of the point of Sky at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you know, Sky would bang on about its you know, British productions and, and such, but the reason we all bought Sky, or the, you know, the reasons we badgered someone to get Sky, was so we could watch the American stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I first got Now TV, I was actually a little bit surprised by just how much British stuff they're producing, and it's like, really? I, I mean, I, I, you know, kind of subscribed basically so that I could get you know, well, ideally, like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and stuff. Um, yeah. But then, like, you know, the 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 American shows that I could be, you know, um, getting first dibs on, as it were. But no, it was, yeah, not, not quite that. I mean, at the moment, watching now TV, um, you know, we usually kind of end up watching The Good Doctor and uh, The Rookie, which are not available at all on you know terrestrial TV, well, uh, along you, with um, you, last week tonight. I do wonder how long mm. it is before the Ricky might end up on Disney Plus because it's ABC. True, true. Um, but um, and there's a couple of things like I, the odd thing like I I started rewatching Wayne it like a month or two ago because I got partway through uh, watching it on Netflix and then they stopped having it and yeah. But I know, like they've got all the HBA stuff at the moment, and I do mm. tend to like HBA stuff a bit more than yourself. I mean, I'm really hoping, mm. basically, because um, from what I've heard, uh, these guys, Paramount, Paramount, have got a deal with Sky. Okay, so they're going to try and bundle it in with Now TV. Or well, I'm not entirely sure whether it will come to Now TV or whether they're basically just tr- going to try and push it as like by Sky. Yeah, so that means that basically new Star Trek uh, episodes could be potentially exclusive to Sky, which is just like no. That, I, to be honest, I think that would that would be preferable because well, my mother already has a Now TV subscription. That's yeah. if it does come to Now TV though, because not every month yeah, yeah, does come to that's, Now TV. That's the thing. It, it would be slightly better for me, but. Hmm. Um, I mean, with now TV, so fingers crossed, we won't have to, you know. I mean, they put. I mean, they did things that are a bit more low key, like the new Dexter is on now TV. Yeah. Airing on Mondays. Um, 
Yeah, so we'll be waiting until that's finished. Uh, you know, the, at least this season, so we can watch that. But yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Shall we just talk a little bit? I, I feel I want to get off this now for a bit because it, it's just we're beating a dead enterprise. <sighs> beating a dead Dave Internet. We've we've already uh, 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 detached um, the dish from the body of the ship. Um, we're heading we've separated. We've separated the dish. The the, the saucer section. The saucer section. We are. Yeah. We are. You you've got to get with the lingo, Emily. Saucer section. Uh, we are coming from crash landing. It's going to be hot. It's it's gonna be hot because we haven't managed to get the right trajectory, so there could it, be a bit of extra. It, it's gonna be so hot, it's gonna make an android swear. Is 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 Troy piloting? <laughs> Baby. Although that might be in myself. Like, was Riker on the bridge? Yes, Riker was on the bridge. What am I talking about? So, I'm just, I'm just remembering like something from. And Data was on the bridge as well, obviously, because uh, yeah, yeah. you know the oh shit. But yeah, I, I remember something a while ago about like oh you know the the only times that um, like Deanna Troy kind of took the uh, bridge was when she crashed it in uh, like generations. It's like hold on a minute, she didn't take the bridge. Riker still had the bridge. What are you talking about? Um, See that that's a problem. You should never you know make a crappy joke like that when you, you you've got nerds because of, you know we we can we can back up our opinions. <laughs> um. So, yeah, yeah, anyway. I, I think you'll find that she, you know, she had a, uh, you know, a field, you know, blah blah blah, and he, it's uh, technically she was it. Oh, shut up! Gonna, That's even to me. I'm going to give you a tough, tough choice now because of the look, how long we talk about Paramount and just other producers screwing over uh, distribution in the age of greed um, and not realizing piracy still a thing. Uh, but, well, they very quickly realized it was again. Yeah. Um, each of us can only talk in depth about one thing. You can mention other things you've been up to, but you can only talk in depth about one thing for the remainder part of the podcast until I say it's time. Emily, Emily why, why are you attacking me like this? I'm attacking <laughs> myself, mate. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. It's okay. It can be a dual attack. I suppose. Ooh. Uh, I've got some freebies of stuff that you know we've both watched together that you can have if you want. That I can have. Yeah. Oh, because I can't think. I just. Yeah, you're allowed, aren't you, Lucky? I'm just trying to think because I've obviously been working quite a lot recently. Um, what else have I been doing? Um, I must have been doing something. And you have genuinely been working quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's the run up to Christmas, people. Be nice to your retail workers. Well, just yeah, be nice to yeah, everyone. Just Jesus Christ. Yeah, just be nice. Yeah, we know that's that. We know that's a stressful time, and it's even more stressful with uh, Omicron Percy I eight uh, COVID variant. <laughs> Why did they miss Mew? Did they not want to give it a cute name? Maybe that. Then they'll kind of worry that people will like. I'm going to give you COVID Mew. I mean, I would just be thinking about a Final Fantasy uh, IX uh, enemy that frequents the uh, Sun Battlefield areas, but, you know. Okay. I would have thought some Pokemon. People might, or but... some people might be talking about Pokemon, but yeah, but it's spelled N-U. All right. And so the uh, enemy yeah. from Final Fantasy IX is spelled N-U as well. <laughs> it's like a cute little fox thing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, you had to pick one thing. Ah, right. Okay. Somebody else go first. I'm thinking. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll go first because it's going to be an unusual one, and it's not contemporary. Oh gosh. But 
We've been to the cinema. Fuck. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Do I talk about that one thing? I do. Oh god, this is so hard. Oh, uh, you only have to. You you can only talk about I one. Know, I know. Okay. Okay. You, you uh, tried to give me a hint so that you could get a second one, I and I know. I know. I watched No Time to Die. I went and saw No Time to Die in the cinema. It's been on for weeks. Um, I went with my brother. Well, middle brother. Um, it was his second time watching it. Um, and uh, I'm really glad I saw it. So I can't remember if I said in the previous episode, but basically, I um, well, I've rewatched Casino Royale. I've re and then watched the first time like all the subsequent Craig uh, Bond films. Um, and I've you know gone to see No Time to Die, and it was interesting seeing come to fruition such a more tightly connected series of Bond films. I know. Others have been connected, and you've had stuff like Spectre, you know, running through a few and stuff in the past as an organization in the background that's like bad and doing terrible things. I mean, I thought that was just exclusively Moonraker, but no, I think there might have been a couple where it kind of cropped up. Okay, I can't remember, but certainly in the Craig films, it becomes more of a bigger thing, Mm. um, and the fallout from it, um. And so it was interesting to see, like, it, like basically, once, once, no time to die is available on disc. I'm gonna get. I, I'm hoping they're gonna do like a Craig box set because it would just be such a cool like movie marathon. Because okay, it's very long. It's kind of long. I mean, the oh, the film was long. Yeah. As some of the other ones are as well. I mean, I, from from what I know about the new Bond films, I haven't really you know yeah. paid attention much. Uh, is that. Um, Basically, there's very little time between the films. Yeah, we're, we're not oh, well, talking about. I mean, well, I... We're talking about sometimes like days. Yeah, so like it's the, the the start of the final film of Craig series is days. Mm-hmm. The majority of the film, though, like ninety eight percent of it, is five years. But the other films, there's there were like minor gaps, so maybe like a year. In the case of others, it was straight after, like, mm. um, like Casino Royale um, is followed directly by. I'm trying to remember the order of them here. At Quantum of Solace, mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, yeah, it's followed directly, and then others have got a gap. Um, but they're still that it, it's like proper sort of. It could have been a TV series of Bond. You know, actually, if they had made it a TV series of Bond, there's some elements where they might have been able to do some more sensible kind mm. of like narrative uh, yeah. choices. Sometimes it was still kind of a bit. Wait, why is this happening? Okay. Um, no, the final film's like quite sad and that, and it there was like you could see that basically it was saying goodbye to like this run of the series. Mm. Um, and the characters that made it. Um, I mean, they already said bye to one of the characters. Um, previous films. Uh, mm. um, it's just said bye to more. Um, and of course, we still don't know who the next Bond's going to be. But there will be another Bond. There will be another Bond. Which kind of implies that presumably Bond goes with the 007 moniker. No, no it doesn't. No. Uh, but they'll probably do a either they'll do a soft reboot or they'll do a reboot. Um, Basically. 
you see, I'm I'm not a fan of reboots. I'm I'm a fan more of soft reboots where they kind of pass on the mantle or something, mm. but have it all as canon, yeah. rather than basically being like, oh no, these these films are you know real, but we're going to ignore those, and these ones are the ones that we're going to. It's like no. No, it just doesn't work for me. This film had a lot of fan service. People didn't even watch the Craig films and all people who watched classic ones. There was like a whole thing with it where they were like, you had like several of the old cars from the films appear mm. in it. Um, some of the music as well. Um, it was a... It was a bit of a heart-wrenching plot, not because of necessarily the ending, but you saw Bond in a light that you hadn't really or at least it hadn't been compellingly portrayed I can't remember oh, it's been years since I've watched all the other Bond films um, including Brosnan um, but he was portrayed in a way which was very human in this film incredibly human but he's been quite human actually in all these films um, and in fact he slowly becomes more human like he starts off like yeah, a bit of you know, bit of a killing machine. Yeah, basically, and that and the first one is when he gets his double O status. Mm. Like it's not long after that has happened. Um, you know, in fact, the the opening I think is is him getting it, um, basically, and but then over the course of the films, he he, he literally just sort of become more human, and it's, it's certainly a, a, I think a big contrast to the kind of even the the, the Brosnan style bond the past um i think the closest is um he's the one that got married character wise again george lazenby it's so the like the craig character's got more in common with lazenby's uh bond mm. than like say connery or brosnan or more yeah i mean i've not watched um a lot of the older bonds um i think i mostly kind of remember more the dalton some of the um one before Moore? Roger Moore yeah that's one uh some of the Roger Moore ones uh mostly the Dalton ones and the Pierce Brosnan ones um, that's what I remember the most I I've watched all of them there was a point where ITV went <laughs> yeah. through like I think it was like one a week it was either one a week or a couple of weeks and uh, basically a hold up this was before I had TV in the living room uh, living room bedroom um, I'd hold up in the kitchen dining room that my parents have sort of area because they had a TV out there and I'd watch it whilst it was on it was like on a weekend or something so it was fine staying up a bit late I watched all of them over the course of yeah weeks basically I'm, I'm pretty sure they still do that yeah but I it was know. Like, but, but, but this is you know, either I think it was I, I couldn't record it all the time um and stuff so so I'd hold up with some snacks sit and uh, bring out one of the comfier chairs uh, that they had and uh, sit out in that and uh, watch with I think using my feet up on the kitchen table or something dining room table um, so yeah so No Time to Die is oh Malik is uh, Romy Malik's a really interesting villain in it um, was he in any of the previous ones Kind of not, but kind of not. But is that like a, way, a spoiler thing? It, yeah, the the way his <laughs> guy is introduced makes perfect sense. Um, this is what I can say. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, if you haven't, I mean, it's still on in some cinemas. It's, it's up to you for people, but safety reasons nowadays, actually, whether or not you, you dare set foot in a cinema. It is available on demand uh, to buy on a couple of services, I think, including Amazon. Um, so if you can't wait for a digital release and you're not fancying Dave Internet, you want to actually give British filmmakers some money, um, but you, you can pay for it and watch it at home currently. Um, and I wouldn't think it'd be too much longer before it's on disc. I think if they had... Believe, I believe it's, it's the 26th of December because we're ordering the, um, the disc for my mother. Aha! Who's Excellent. a big Bond fan. The question is, is there a box set, though, also available with it, all on Blu-ray? Because that's what I'm... Uh... Oh, she's she's already got a box set. Uh-huh. It's one of those, you you could beat a you know, Spectre agent to death with it. <laughs> I think, uh, speaking of Spectres... Speaking of Spectres, Paul's <laughs> figured out what he wants to talk about. Yeah. We also want to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, which is the latest of the Ghost- Ghostbusters films. Um, it was very <sighs> good. I-, I-, I really enjoyed it. Um, and there was a pause having... there. Sorry? There was yeah, a pause I mean, there. Yeah, there was kind of uh, quite a bit of nostalgia. I cried um, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, quite a bit of nostalgia, but in a kind of interesting way. It wasn't, you know... Um, particularly because obviously the setting of it is very different than New York City. It's like the opposite <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and you know the the film made uh, you know actually quite good sense. Um, the you had one stunning um, primary character who was just like you know really good, and that was a, a young girl. Was it Phoebe? Is that what her name was? Yes. 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 She was fantastic in it. Um, it's kind of open. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure you could make a sequel from it if you wanted to. Uh, in fact, I've, I've got the feeling like uh, because what was it the production company um, called that kind of did it? Because that they kind of, they, they literally does it was like Ghostbuster production style. Yeah, yeah. Company, which which kind of implies to me that. They they could be going ahead with building like a a, um, a Ghostbusters universe as it were, um, and uh, you know with I saw um, on like Twitter I think it was Paul Feig who um, was the director of the 2016 mm-hmm. um, yeah. of um, Ghostbusters and he was a class act and basically congratulation uh, congratu- uh, congratulated you know the newbies on you know kind of yeah. you know the success of the film and said that really enjoyed it and whatnot and it's just like I know that there's loads of people out there that are going to be like oh yeah this one is you know uh, really good uh, better than the previous one type thing and it's like you can you can enjoy both you can very much enjoy both they also have very similar plots and ro- leading roles leading roles played by similar genders so it's, almost, it's almost as if the reason why the 20 the, 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 the 2016 the difference between the 2016 film and this year's film aside from a few more famous faces is um a bunch of whiny ass guys on the internet i say whiny actually um indefensible assholes at times 
on the internet is, is like the the difference between the the two films mm. literally i i always remember i was um uh you know taken by a you know a childhood friend to go watch it in glasgow for some reason i don't know why but we went to see it in glasgow and um he yeah um he he enjoyed it and he's you know he's one who will he he'll listen to the wrong people more often than not because they you know they say it's simply <laughs> but um yeah he um he enjoyed it he didn't have a you know a problem you know with any of it which was quite nice but on the the train back um got talking to the ticket inspector and he was telling me that, yeah, the only group that it's legal to discriminate against is white guys. And you won't be able to get white guys as, you know, the, you know, the lead actors in films you know, after a few years. And I, I had to just sort of, I, I don't agree. Keep in mind that we've just literally heard some dumbass MP in this country in the past week say to a committee <laughs> that the reason that there's an increase in violent crime by men in the UK is because of there being fewer um, apparently uh, television roles and film roles uh, going to uh, men, portraying uh, men. Yeah. Yeah, basically because uh, Doctor, with, Doctor Who has been. I mean, there was now. such there was such a high violence rate perpetrated by women um, prior to this current influx. I mean, with with uh, Christopher Eccleston uh, on TV, you know, back when he. Re- I mean, you would not believe what I would have been capable of on Three Counts Relentless. I mean, the the, the flip side <laughs> to that argument is that if it actually held water. You would need to revisit uh, the basically the um, uh, the courts and juries of people of not white descent that are male um, or female uh, that have been convicted of uh, violent, crimes. violent crimes and basically give them reduced sentence based on the fact that there wasn't enough representation for them. Well, also true. Yeah. Previously, yeah. because can, can, otherwise, can you imagine the spike that Buffy caused. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 like you know, like just like if you're turning around and saying, "Ah, uh, my my group is not rep- represented enough, and that's why they go out and do violent crime." Surely, the reverse is also true, where a black person can turn around and say, "Either way, we should have seen a, a, a spike in like terrible things happening as a result of people watching Ghostbusters Afterlife." Uh, which I haven't really seen. There's been some but terrible just, shit going yeah. on, but it's not because of that. Um, so yeah, but it was an it is an enjoyable film. It oh, is heavy much. on the nostalgia. Yeah. It should be noted that Mark Kermode does not like this film as much as the 2016 film. Um, we do not always run to the same tune as Mark Kermode in terms of the films <laughs> we like. We quite often quite closely match. Wait, wait, wait. You mean you have differences of opinion I sometimes? Know, I know. Um, however, he is right about Transformers. Is also right about... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think a minute. Is it The Last Jedi? Is that the second one of the new trilogy? Uh, yeah. Yes. He was also right that about... Was the, that was the last film they made. They, they never made the, the so, third one. Because he liked that. Um, he also liked the 2016 Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, like that, Afterlife—that's because it was a decent film. Yeah, Afterlife is 
a bigger nostalgia trip than the 2016 film. Yeah, I think basically because what happened, and it was obvious with watching the film, what happened yeah. with the 2016 version is that it was announced that there's going to be an all, uh, you know, basically all four Ghostbusters are going to be female. There was massive internet backlash and misogyny based around that during production. There was that basically Continued. that that, that mm-hmm. was like no way that they could actually kind of turn around and say, actually, no, this film is, is, is really good in, you know, in a way that you'd enjoy. Instead, they were like, well, no, there's no way that that's going to happen. So let's basically just stick our middle fingers up at uh, it and basically just, you know, why not actually just encourage uh, young women to, you know, like the film, like the film and whatnot, which is what you generally tend to have uh, or what, what you generally tend to see um when you kind of look at like promos and whatnot with you know all the young girls that are kind of go yeah. that went up to the uh, yeah. the actor at uh, the actresses mm-hmm. and basically being like ah oh, this is really yeah. awesome like all in kind of uh, you know kind of uh, gear and whatnot as as an example of the kind of bullshit that was going on around you know answer the call um, one of my favorite examples was um, one of the times I had to purge my YouTube history because the algorithm just went batshit mm. in one of its. Um, you know, you liked something, you know, you liked a trailer. Have you thought about um, how you should be a national socialist kind of thing? And he's like, yeah, I'll be, uh, yeah, that's my history gone again. But um, there was a bloke that was recommended to me and he was, oh, this is why this new Ghostbusters film is going to ruin the original. And then the next video he did was, I'm actually watching the original for the first time. <laughs> And so, what? So, it was going to ruin a film that you've never seen? Um, okay. <laughs> Something tells you me he's uh, honest there. Shall, shall we bring this back to Afterlife? Be- okay. I was going to say before that, um, like, because you mentioned um, Retroid about the, the, the guy on the train that was like, oh, you know, you sure, uh, soon you won't be able to basically have, like, you know, white men on, you know, on screen because yeah. uh, so you discriminated against them. And it just reminded me of, um, was it the, the Queen, was it Brian May? Yeah. Uh, uh, and his comments based, uh, based around the, um, was it the changing of the categories of uh, one of the pop. Um, was it the uh, Brit Awards? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, men, women sort of categories. Yeah, so, uh, and, yeah, and him turn around and sort of like saying, "Oh, you know, if we were to try to do Queen today, would uh, be forced to have like a tra- tra- transgender person uh, in the group." And it's like that 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 that's not how groups are made. Like you know, at least don't, not you know, non-manufactured ones. Don't you know you have to go to the National Council of Bands? <laughs> and you know you get a meeting with them, and you know the lords of bands come down, and they decree who is going to be in your band, and whether they fulfil the quotas, which you know they've just thought up on the spot right there. The, the, you know, the, it, nothing is organic. It's not a bunch of people deciding to make music together. It's it's all assigned. But I mean, his defense was, uh, as far as I could tell, was pretty much like uh, ITV, uh, ju- uh, you know, journalists uh, kind of took things out of context and whatnot. It's like what you said was pretty much like a quote, like unless they either misquoted you or made up the quote altogether. Uh, no. I, well, when I first heard his comment, 
I thought that it it had been, you know, it definitely wasn't thought out because he said, you know, the, you know, Queen wouldn't exist, and it's just, um, you 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 had a a, a by Iranian as a lead singer, hmm. and you're saying that it it wouldn't fly these days because of. Uh, you know, it, it would have to fulfill quarters. It's like you were fulfilling a few quarters that in the late 70s were definitely not things that people would have gone for. Mm. So, you know, what the hell are you on about? And yeah, then he said, oh, it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we can tell because you were talking about your ass. Mm. It, it, you know, you, you're still talking shit, but okay, I'll, you know, give you a little bit more credit because at least he's, he said that's definitely not what he meant but it's just yeah it, it just sounded like it was someone's someone rambling along as, uh, about something that they really had not thought about it which because if they had they'd realize oh hang on i'm talking about my ass which happens just way too often now it's it's like people are unable to you know just kind of have a thought and not say it out loud that you know just mull it over in your head for a bit try and kind of you know see if that um thought holds water in this situation or that situation or reverse it or whatnot see if it's, it holds water yeah. before actually you know typing it out or you know saying it out loud yeah it's, it's you know, take that thought for a bit of a walk <laughs> and if you come back with it and it hasn't fallen into a ditch then um Okay. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna bring us back to opinions though, because uh, my question is now: Should people watch Ghostbusters Afterlife? Should people watch it? I mean, if you're a fan of the original, yes. If you're not a fan of the original because you're too young, um, Bits still it yes. Make, it still won't make then, as much then sense. Then go and watch the original, it, it, and then it, yeah. I mean, it won't make as much sense if you have not seen the originals. Um, however, it's still uh, an enjoyable film by itself, anyway. It's just, yeah, you, you won't necessarily kind of get the connections and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Retroid. One yeah. thing. One thing. One? One. So that's two things, yeah? No, no, no. One. <laughs> one. One and a half? No, one. One main thing. No. <laughs> one. <laughs> Okay. Well, in that case, um, we have been watching some things from Apple TV. I heard a plural there. Yes. Basically, one has not finished yet. So we've been watching Invasion, which is not finished yet, but it is good. It is a multinational... um, what happens if there's an alien invasion and it's a, quite a lot better than some things I've seen like for example War of the Worlds Jesus Christ but um, yeah whereas it, it, it seems to be that the invasion is um, so alien that there's a lot of confusion to start off with as to whether it is an invasion or not yeah because of course there th- you know most invasions are you're going to have uh, you know people turn up and there's just going to be you know a big war uh, first of all they think that it's natural disasters then they they think that there you know there could be terrorist attacks or something and then it seems to be you know becoming increasingly clear um that there is you know very very much something alien going on 
Mm. Um, but you know, not finished watching that, so I am you know withholding my opinion. Um, <laughs> so that is not the main thing. Ah, you see, ah. Um, the main thing which I am choosing to speak about um, is foundation on you know Apple TV, which is based um, on the original Asimov books or stories. Um, I have to admit, I Foundation is not one that I've got around to reading. So I've seen a few comments that it's you know it's it seems to be you know creating a lot of stuff, and given that there are there's at least one Asimov on the production team listed in the uh, you know the, the titles, I'm kind of fine with that because in these kinds of um, series you do tend to get notes and things being lifted so you know stuff that wasn't in the original book mm-hmm. but that you know the authors had you know plans for or ideas or you know things that could be used to flesh out a series and the idea of um you know foundation is that it's several thousand years in the future the human race has uh, you know spread across the galaxy um, there is Empire, which is, uh, you know, it has lasted for thousands of years. And um, this mathematician comes along and says, this empire will fall. Now, the empire itself does not take kindly to this prediction because it's, you know, what the hell are you talking about? You know, we've lasted for thousands of years. And one of the reasons that they've lasted for, you know, thousands of years is that they have, um, in this particular iteration of, you know, the Empire, what they call the Genetic Dynasty. And it's it's rather a nice idea. I quite, I quite like the idea. Um, you have the original Emperor who decides he doesn't have an heir and he doesn't have... Um, you know, people he can necessarily trust. So he comes up with the idea of cloning himself. So the genetic dynasty is his clone, which is supposed to be a perfect genetic copy of the original empire, um, raised by um, an, an AI... Uh, who served with, you know, the original Empire as kind of, you know, their nanny. And they have, have um, clones at certain, at different stages of his life. So um, when we join the series, you've got, um, and they, you know, you've got the Empire, who is a trio. You've got Brother Day, who is Lee Pace, mm-hmm. and he is the effective ruler. You have Brother Dawn, who is the up-and-coming, you know, being trained in the way of how the Empire works, okay. and is treated as, you know, as kind of like you know, a son, you know, and yeah. he is the heir. And then you have the Elder Clone, who is Brother Dusk, who doesn't ha- have um, the responsibilities of ruling, but he's there to offer counsel and advice. And... They think, yeah, well, they, you know, this obviously this mathematician is, um, you know, causing a ruckus, 
and they decide to uh, put him on trial. Um, during or you know, shortly after the trial, there is a um, political ruckus with some of the you know the empire worlds, and it's it's debatable who is you know who is responsible for this because they um, destroy uh, what they call the sky bridge, which is like an orbital platform, and it falls onto you know the empire world and kills millions. Hmm. So, as as part of the deal, this mathematician and his young protege, who's uh, from a um, basically a backwards planet, one that has rejected science, so they've just sort of you know gone back to um, almost you know feudal. Hmm. But um, she's a mathematical genius, and she wouldn't you know she in, is invited to the Empire homeworld when all this happens. So it's basically we're going to send you into exile. Um, on this planet called Terminus, which is at you know the ass end of nowhere, um, it's incredibly unfriendly, and it's basically we're sending you there to die. But if you do manage to um, do this, um, you know, foundation, which is an archive of um, when the Empire falls, which we're not saying it will, um, then you will save all the information that will be required to bring, you know, to prevent the Dark Ages from lasting thousands of years on a galactic scale. But of course, it turns out that he's got much more planned going on there. Hmm. Um, and you've got um, time dilation, you've got suspended animation, you've got um, characters who will bump into each other um, hundreds of years difference. You've, you've got um, some of the, um, you know, the empire worlds that, um, you know, um, Brother Day, Lee Pace will, um, you know, try to deal with. You'll have... Um, You'll have a generation skip where it's the you know the the brother dawn ends up being the brother day in the latter part of the you know the season, hmm. and you've got the the possibility that um, not all of the brothers want to live the life of you know being trained to run empire, running empire, and then you know kicking about um, in a painting. <laughs> in this, you know, uh, giant palace that's been around for, you know, centuries. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's it's quite a good series. I really like it because it's it's you get a true sense of scale. Because it's not everything has to happen within a season. You're talking about there are centuries, if not thousands of years, on the horizon. Mm. Okay. So, um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It's... Yeah, it's you know, a big idea sci-fi, and of course, people have got you know if they really want to actually put up with trying to think about Game of Thrones after that last season, they'll probably compare it to Game of Thrones because you know no. there is a lot of uh, characters uh, political. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's you know there's a lot of plotting going on, but I think it's done rather well, and um, yeah, first season finished. Uh, you know, just about you know, a few weeks ago, if that. Hmm. And I'm really hoping that it will get you know more of an official release in the UK, so you know can because I'll, I'll buy it on Blu-ray. It's like you know you release it on Blu-ray, you don't just keep it on a streaming platform like you know Apple TV. I, I have no interest in Apple TV. 
I have interest in your content and I will buy it. Give me a way to do that, which doesn't involve bloody iTunes and Apple. But yeah, I I think you know if you get a chance to see it, is definitely worth it. And Invasion is shaping up to be definitely one of the better um, Alien Invasion series of um, probably about the last decade, if that, you know, not longer. Nice. And I I have also been doing more arcade stuff, but um, that's only (laughs) because you know I've got my setup kind of to a point where I'm happy with it. But yeah, that's. There, there you go. One, one and a bit. Okay, okay. I'll I, allow I, it. I think I'm reasonably held to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So yeah, that is literally all we've got time for uh, this episode. Um. So it is good night from. It's good night from me, Paul Wood. I'm Retroid on Eurogamer.net and Super Retroid on Twitter. It's good night from me, Paul Blewett, and I'm on Twitter as at Paul Blewett. And it's good night from me, Emily King. I'm on Twitter at EMKingMA. You can find notes for this episode over at www.nerdassemble.co.uk. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Nerds Podcast. We're also on Facebook as Nerds Podcast. You can catch episodes of various popular, you know, podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcasts, and probably a few other places. Um, that's all we've got time for. So good night. Good night. Good night. Damn you, Paramount Plus. <laughs>